Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Just Gym Girls. I'm Marissa. And I'm Vanessa. And today we are going to bring you today's episode talking about all things we wish we knew before our fitness journey. So this is one we are super duper passionate about, things we wish someone would have told us seven, eight, nine years ago. And we're excited to bring you this episode today. For sure. I think this is going to be super helpful if this is the beginning of your fitness journey or even if you are in the midst of your fitness journey and you've been at it for a while. I definitely think these pieces of advice can help you even if you are, you know, a veteran in the gym or you are a little bit more experienced. These are definitely pieces of advice that can help you whether you're starting out or you have been at it for a while. For sure. And let's go ahead and start off with our highs and lows. So if you want to start off with your high for the week. Yeah, for sure. So we actually just got home from the Unwell Tour in Boston. So Alex Cooper, which is the podcast host of Call Her Daddy, she went on a tour, like a live podcast tour. And we recently both attended the Unwell Tour in Boston. It was so, so much fun. Definitely recommend if you're able to get your hands on tickets to the Unwell Tour to see Alex Cooper. It was incredible. She's such a great performer and so entertaining. So that was definitely my high of the week. What about you? Same. I would have to say same. Just spending the weekend in Boston, getting to see Alex Cooper live, getting to just be around such a huge like girl gang, honestly. Um, and then of course we spent the day just, you know, shopping, obviously Mike's pastry, trying out some cannolis, that sort of thing. Um, so it was really overall just like a super fun, super present and fulfilling weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And we love Boston. We think it's so, so fun. And since we do live in Connecticut, it's not too far of a drive for us. So we always try to make the trip when we can. And we definitely, try to go as often as we can and when it makes sense. So yeah, we definitely are huge fans of Alex Cooper and Boston in general and definitely Mike's Pastry for sure. What's your low of the week? So mine was just like a pretty simple low. I mean, I try to have a goal of meeting both one personal development book and one fiction book every single month. And I just fell a little short on that goal for October. Doesn't mean I'm not going to still reach that goal for the end of the year, like 24 books total by the end of the year, um, both being, you know, 12 fictional and 12 personal development. But usually by the end of the month, I like to have, you know, one in one and I just did not reach that. So that was my low. It happens. I mean, too, especially with this time of year when there's like so much going on and just like it's such a busy time of year, I think that I definitely I definitely hear you on the book thing. It can be tough to like put that time away, especially when like work is busy and there's a lot of social events and things like that. And I know social events for us the next few months even are just going to be like crazy. So I definitely hear you on that. And like you said, you're still going to keep up with the reading. It's just going to be something that prioritizing that time before or after bed, or not after bed, but before or after, um, you know, your day is super, super helpful. So I definitely hear you on that. For sure. For me, for my low, I would say just like kind of same as you in terms of like simple low. I'm on my PMS week, like the week before my cycle. So PMS always hits pretty hard for me. So, you know, just a low, but you know, perks of being a woman, I guess. So nothing crazy, but if that's my biggest problem, I guess, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good week for sure. Yeah. Pretty, pretty privileged problems, right? Yeah, the low right. is always like, there's always obviously for anything going to be someone out there going through something worse. And we try to really have that mindset of like, Hey, we're extremely grateful to be where we are in the positions we're at, that sort of thing. So let us dive right into things. So number one, so my kind of piece of advice and something I wish I knew and someone had told me back then was stop trying to eat clean, right? And I know this probably sounds like counterintuitive because when you are on a health and fitness journey, obviously you want to prioritize whole foods, fruits, vegetables, all those things. And I'm not by any means saying do not do that because you would should 100% be prioritizing those foods. However, in the same token, you should still be prioritizing those fun foods. And that's why we're really big proponents of that 80-20 rule. And 
usually you find, at least for myself, and I know a lot of my clients as well, if you try to eat quote unquote clean all the time, you are inherently going to have these thoughts of binge eating, right? And that cookie is going to become that much more attractive because you're telling yourself, you know, you can't have it and that sort of thing. So that would definitely be my biggest piece of recommendation. Flexible dieting literally saved me. Um, so that's something that I really, really take as a huge takeaway. Yeah, absolutely. I love this advice too, because I think a lot of people think when you like embark on a fitness journey, you're like cutting out all these favorite foods and like the goal for a lot of people is to like try to eat very, very clean. And like, I hate even saying like clean, right? Like, what does that even mean? But really trying to eat like only healthy, I would think is like a good way to put that. Like only fruits and veggies and, you know, not having the cookie or the ice cream or the cake or whatever. And I think like you mentioned, this can lead to some huge problems with the relationship with food. I know we both experienced something similar where we, you know, kind of went on this journey of trying to eat clean and it definitely didn't work out for either of us, which is why we are both huge proponents of flexible dieting and being able to understand if you do want to, you know, make this a lifestyle change and do this long term, you're going to have to eat your favorite foods. It's not realistic to say that, you know, you're never going to have ice cream or pizza or whatever ever again, which understanding how that fits within moderation within your dietary intake. That's where you see true success. And I think something else I want to talk about with like eating clean, if you're only eating clean foods, quote unquote, you know, your fiber intake is going to skyrocket, which can really give you some digestive issues in the future, as well as just like make you not feel so great. And especially with those clean foods, you also might find that your workouts kind of take a hit just because there isn't as many calories in those cleaner foods. And if you're, you know, not eating enough, your performance is going to suffer as well. So definitely some things within eating clean that should be accounted for. I definitely agree with you where like, yes, most of your diet should be nutrient dense foods, but also understanding where that balance is. I think for most people, 80, 20, 90, 10 is kind of where they fall. I totally agree. I could not agree more with that. And like you mentioned, in certain things like fiber intake and whole foods, some things can be, you know, counterintuitive if it's done in a surplus. Yeah, I think anything in a surplus, really, like anything can be, I guess, harmful in a surplus, not harmful, but like, you know, counterintuitive in a surplus, like too much water, too much vegetables, too much fiber, too much working out, X, Y, Z, even if it's good for you, right? So the next one that I want to talk about here is following a workout for you and your goals or even just a workout program and kind of going along with this is also making sure you're tracking your workouts. I mean, when did you start tracking your workouts? Do you remember? Uh, Probably not until COVID. Yeah. Like actually, yeah. yeah, seriously tracking them, not until COVID. Yeah, same. Like mine was like, yeah, November of 2020. So crazy to think about just because like there is so much benefit to tracking your workouts and like seeing how you perform seeing how you felt seeing the reps the weight and being able to progressively overload and you're not going to progressively overload every single time you're in the gym i don't think that's 100 percent realistic but also just understanding that you should be getting stronger over time whether that over time is two weeks one month eight weeks 12 weeks whatever it is of that workout program something else too like following a workout program that's designed for you and your goals is so important like scrolling on social media and doing this influencer's workout one day and this influencer's workout the next day, it's not necessarily going to get you any closer to your goals. If you have physique goals, if you're just trying to live a healthy lifestyle and you're just like trying to have fun in the gym, I understand that. And I think that's totally fine. But if you have these structured goals of like wanting to grow your glutes or, you know, wanting to do something X, Y, and Z, trying to look a certain way, making sure your workout program and whoever does that workout program, a coach, a trainer, they understand your goals and they understand what works for your body. For sure. And I think a lot of times too, people come into it with 
I want to, you know, change something, whether it's I want to have more muscular arms, I want to have a more more toned glutes, you know, whatever that is, and being able like anything to have a plan, right? You don't just say, one day I'm going to start a business. Like you need to have a game plan and say like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is the service I'm going to offer. This is how much I'm going to charge people X, Y, Z, right? Like with anything in life, you need to have that plan. And the same holds true for working out, especially, especially like Vanessa mentioned, if you want to see some real serious changes in your physique. Yeah, for sure. Especially too, a good part about having a coach is if you see an Instagram, you know, workout and you want to follow that, some movements just might not feel very good for you. You know, like maybe like, it's a barbell RDL for an example, and it just doesn't feel very good for you. You feel your lower back, no matter if you're doing it right, your mechanics are set up properly, and you see this girl doing them on Instagram, and you know, you want to emulate that, right? Maybe that like exercise just isn't for you, and there's another way to hit your hamstrings and your glutes and your posterior chain without necessarily doing that barbell RDL. And this can go for any injury, right? Like in general, just understanding and having somebody to program for you and for your body and for your biomechanics because everybody does move differently even if it's the same movements, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And definitely piggybacking off of kind of like that comment is not replicating, you know, someone's full day of eating or macros on Instagram, right? The full day of eatings, the purposes for it, we are we especially as coaches do them ourselves, right? And the reason is so that people have a layout and idea of like, hey, this is what I eat in a day. And yes, it can be a helpful tool to say like, okay, Hey, maybe this is what a meal of like 30 grams of protein looks like, right? However, you should never take someone's macronutrients, someone's set of macros, someone's full day of eating and exactly replicate it because it is not for you, right? As just as you know, we always talk about coaching. It is 100% customized and you need a customized approach. The same macros that work for me are not going to work for Vanessa. We have vastly different, you know, full days of eating. We eat, yes, similar foods, but also too in different quantities and some foods that Vanessa can't eat, I can't eat, right? And just keeping that in mind that like, hey, just because some person's doing something or maybe you're like, oh, she has a great physique. Maybe I should eat what she eats. Realize that is like so not how it works, right? They obviously have different genetics, right? Different goals. They've probably been at it longer than you. All these things. And you should just never take someone's macros like, you know, offline and say, okay, I want to look like her. So I'm going to follow these in order to look like the person that has posted it. Yeah, for sure. I think something with full days of eating and like some people share macros, so like just give context, right? Because I think a lot of times people don't necessarily know, you know, if they're eating 200 carbs, like, oh my God, this is so much. Like no one else is eating, you know, 200, 250 carbs. And I think it can be helpful to showcase that and like showcase, hey, you know, this is my macros for my goals because I personally do like to see people's journeys on Instagram, but also understanding that like I'm not looking at somebody's full day of eating for that's what I should be eating. It's more so like meal inspiration. So I kind of go back and forth with it where it's like, I understand wanting the meal inspiration and even like seeing the meal timing and seeing what portions look like. And if somebody's in a dieting phase versus like a building phase or maintenance or whatever, there's definitely pros and cons I think to it, but never take a full day of eating and be like, I need to eat this to look like this person. I need to hit these macros to look like this person. Because to be honest with you, it's something where even if me and Marissa did have the same macros, we'd respond differently. We'd be in different phases and we would look different. So I think it's important to understand the context behind those full days of eatings and those macros and just understanding that to be honest, somebody's macros doesn't mean too, too much in the grand scheme of things. So when you're looking at full days of eating, just remember that it should be used as, a, I guess, inspiration. 
Yeah, as an inspiration and guideline, I completely agree with what you're saying there. And then heading into this next point, this is one I'm super duper passionate about as well. Cardio is not superior, especially when it comes to building muscle, right? This is something that I definitely fell victim to for the very early years of my fitness journey. As you guys know, unless you're new here, uh, I used to be like a runner and a track runner. And I thought that was going to get me to my goals, right? I thought that was going to get me to change my body composition and like no shade to like runners, right? Like it's great for cardiovascular health. And if you have different types of goals, but in regards to actually changing your body composition, building muscle, those sort of goals, running is just not going to be the most conducive. And I know a lot of times people think, well, if I just run, I'm going to put myself into a further calorie deficit and in turn, I'm going to lose weight. Not necessarily how it works, right? It's not that easy. Yeah, for sure. I think with the cardio thing where you had mentioned, like, I'm looking to lose weight, it's also something where most people don't want to lose weight. They want to lose fat, right? And the way to lose fat is a little bit different than just losing weight. So I think that's super important to preface as well. And cardio is great. In no way are we obviously saying that you shouldn't do cardio. It's more so something like if you have specific goals and you want to look a certain way, more muscular, X, Y, and Z, just going about it in the proper way is super important. I definitely had a similar situation to Marissa, even though I was in no way, shape, or form a track you know, star. It's more so for me, like I thought that doing like group hit classes or like group classes were going to get me closer to my goals when in reality, they were more so taking away from me and the specific physique goals that I had. But there is so much greatness that can be found in like a group fitness community. It's more so just like what your intention is going into the cardio, into the class, you know, X, Y, and Z. For sure. And then heading into this next point. So this is going to be kind of like foreshadowing into our next appointment. I mean, I know. <laughs> Into our next appointment. Oh my God. Into our next podcast. Um, Stop comparing yourself to Instagram or other physiques, right? So this is going to be, again, we're not going to touch too much on it because next week, we are going to dive deep into this, um, but stop comparing yourself to others, right? Kind of just like a big synopsis of this is you are your own person, right? The only person you should try to be better than is yourself each and every day. And that's why kind of approaching each day as that 1% better mentality, right? Like I would just be spinning my wheels. Like I feel like this is an easy comparison because Vanessa is sitting right next to me. But like if I was just trying to, you know, like be better than Vanessa or look better than Vanessa, that looks different, right? Like every single day then that looks different. And like comparing yourself to others online like you don't see what they're going through you don't know what their genetics look like what their health looks like that sort of thing so that is one we are super duper passionate about yeah i'm really excited for next week's episode and i definitely think too within like social media has just like completely like almost like altered our reality of what's realistic and like almost like what's real which is really like crazy to think about but when you go on social media when you go on tiktok when you go on instagram you're seeing such a small portion of somebody's life of what they're quite literally filtering filtering and allowing you to see right because at the end of the day we pick what we post on instagram right like even if you follow us and we try to be as vulnerable as possible, but it is also something like you're, you are like filtered in what you see about somebody. And the person that you know online is not the same person that they are probably, you know, offline. And I think that's always important because it's so easy to compare specifically your physique or something along those lines, almost like we were touching on earlier, comparing your physique to somebody that might be in really good lighting with a filter on and, you know, they're posing in a certain way. Maybe they're on PEDs and they're not saying that they are. It's like, there's so many things that go into it and it's really easy to get caught up into like, well, I don't look like that six months into my fitness journey versus they look like that six months into theirs. And it's just, we'll touch on this again more next week, but just understanding what you are absorbing and like honestly filtering your social media to things that make you feel good. If every time you open your social media and you see a certain person's account, 
and you don't feel good about yourself or you don't feel good about your situation or your life, like unfollow that person. And it's nothing, it doesn't have to be anything personal. It can just be like protecting your own peace and protecting your own mental health. And there's nothing wrong with that. For sure. And I think that's the amazing way to end the podcast here, just what Vanessa said, being able to protect your peace. So we are super excited, like I said, for next week's episode. We are going to dive deep into this. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up this episode here. If you guys like this episode, enjoyed it, please feel free to share on your socials or leave us a rating or review. And we will catch you guys next week.